Welcome to the Lion's Den University Report. This program brings you a behind-the-scenes look at the spiritual life on today's university and college campuses. Now here's your host, Glenn Bailey. We're here today in our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., at American University. And my guest has uh, been involved in extensive research on the influence of Christianity and the Bible in American history and has written a book. Um, seems like uh, this program a lot of times is featuring uh, authors of books these days. And uh, I think of uh, Dr. Frank Turek recently who wrote, uh, I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. Uh, we had uh, uh, Rick Saccone, a state representative, was also a professor out at St. Vincent College out in western Pennsylvania wrote a book on In God We Trust. And uh, Jerry, uh, Jerry Bergman uh, was on, working on his 40th book related to science and faith. But uh, we're here, as I said, in Washington, D.C. at American University, and we're in the uh, College of Law, the Law School, or Public Affairs, excuse me, and my guest is Dr. Daniel Dreisbach. And uh, Daniel, welcome to our program today. Well, thanks for having me, Glenn. And I learned of you by receiving one of your books, the uh, Reading the Bible with the Founding Fathers, and that's your most recent book? That is indeed my most recent book. And I was uh, actually at the American Bible Society in Philadelphia, which uh, has headquarters right across from the Liberty Bell. They're planning on opening a, a discovery center in that building uh, in the next few years, I think. And so quite an exciting place. Yes, that is that is true. Their uh, their headquarters are there on the mall there in Philadelphia, and uh, I think they have a unique opportunity to tell a story about the role of the Bible in the founding of the nation. And there, in that historic spot where the Declaration of Independence was written and the and the Constitution was written, I think the story of the Bible's contribution to American. Uh, political thought to American culture is going to help connect the dots right. in understanding uh, the historic events that transpired there uh, in that location. Sure. And I was with a group of uh, pastors and Christian leaders there on a tour of the facility, and uh, that was one of the things that they said was that there, this Independence Mall represents two significant documents of American history, uh, the Declaration of Independence and the U.S. Constitution, which were uh, Put together in that area and uh, signed in that area and uh, such significance to that particular even just that mall the independence mall and then uh, to add to that now the uh, document which uh, influenced both of those other documents is the the bible that's right and and you mentioned uh, also this is where we house today the the liberty bell this this great symbol of liberty, uh, it was a bell that was commissioned in uh, to to uh, celebrate uh, one of the great constitutional documents in Pennsylvania history that recognized civil and religious liberty. And uh, one of the reasons why we call it the Liberty Bell is because it has that great quotation from the book of Leviticus to proclaim liberty throughout the land and there it is inscribed on that bell right and so we see there a visual uh, representation of of the Bible and biblical language in our history so just another one of those connections right. uh, on that uh, historic mall to the Bible sure sure and so 
uh, even there, the Bible being quoted on our Liberty Bell reminds us that the Bible is an amazing book. It is God's Word, we believe, as Christians, uh, a unique book in all of history, and uh, that's why it has become the all-time bestseller. It's the most translated book, and uh, I was thinking the other day, it must then be the most read book today, even today, in the 21st century, uh, today and, and this week and this month and this year. Uh, since there are so many Bibles out there and churches read it all the time, uh, that it has to be the most read book uh, by uh, people in the world today yes. and stands preeminent, preeminent in its influence and impact. And I think one of the challenges of the 21st century is how do you bring a text, a written text like the Bible to an audience that oftentimes doesn't read a lot. Uh, I think we probably as a society uh, read less today, the printed word, and I think that's one of the challenges that the American Bible Society has, has taken up, how to deliver this word to an increasingly illiterate culture a culture that is not as connected to the printed word as past, as past generations. And so uh, the American Bible Society has been working very diligently in, in sort of digital formatting of, of Scripture and making it relevant in, in ways that uh, uh, can be easily accessed by uh, a society that's more likely to pick up their smartphone than a right. printed book. Sure. Sure, and of course you can get the Bible in almost any translation on your smartphone, and and there, if you're not a reader, you can listen to it or watch it on a DVD. There are CD versions of the scriptures and DVDs that uh, even have them dramatized, and uh, the uh, film that's been uh, proclaimed as the most widely film, uh, watched movie in history is the Jesus film, which was produced about 30 to 40 years ago by Campus Crusade for Christ and is now in, I think, a thousand languages, uh, but uh, has been seen by uh, perhaps close to two billion people worldwide and a major tool in worldwide evangelism. And so uh, this book that uh, some would write off as uh, irrelevant or archaic or uh, losing uh, relevancy, uh, yet it still is, uh, has an amazing impact because it is not just a human book, it's uh, one that stands out and, and it's even called the indestructible book. And as we talked, you said uh, that this was one of the things that uh, influenced your faith in Jesus Christ in your home, that your father had a very much a dedication to the scriptures. Tell us a little bit about that uh, influence in your life and what his lifestyle was in relation to the Bible. That's right. Uh, I, I was born into and raised in a family where uh, the Bible uh, was, was very important, and it was a, a book that was read daily. Uh, my parents uh, read it daily, uh, and uh, they, they had the family. Uh, we had a family time uh, daily where we would uh, read uh, the Bible. Uh, my, uh, my father was a medical doctor. My mother was a nurse. And they devoted their life to missionary work, uh, mainly in sub-Saharan Africa. And so I not only uh, was raised in a family that uh, uh, took the Bible very seriously, uh, but I saw the gospel lived out on a daily basis. And so that's a, a part of my heritage. And I have no doubt that uh, my, my interest in the Bible that brings me to uh, writing this, this latest book, Reading the Bible with the Founding Fathers, is very much a product of, of that upbringing. Right. And you talked a little bit about how your father would write dates in books and uh, in a variety of Bibles. He put in dates of when he 
uh, read those particular copies. That's right. Uh, my dad had a had a habit of of writing in in books that he owned. He would write uh, in the back cover the date that he had completed reading that book. And this is any book, whether it be a a, a sacred book or or a secular book. Um, and uh, when he died uh, some years ago, I was going through some of the Bibles, the many Bibles that he had on his bedside stand, and I was looking in the back cover. And uh, in, in his favorite Bible, a Bible, by the way, that had been rebound, uh, mm-hmm. that he had worn it uh, to the point that he had to have it rebound, I noticed right. that uh, uh, he had 40 years worth of dates in which he had completed reading that particular copy of the Bible from cover to cover. And in the early years, I, I noticed that uh, he would read through the Bible every 18 months, maybe two years. But as he uh, got older and as he approached the end of his life, I noticed that the dates uh, were about six weeks apart. He was reading through the entire Bible about one wow. time every six weeks. Uh, right. And so this was a man that, that was his pleasure reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what he enjoyed uh, reading was the Bible, and he turned to that first. And, and that was evidenced in, in the record that he kept of his Bible reading. I see. And the Bible is uh, the most important book for the Christian especially, and because its central focus is Jesus Christ, our Savior, who uh, came to earth in human form, but he was God, eternal God, who uh, wrote all of the scriptures, uh, but uh, we call all of the Bible God's word from cover to cover, and uh, he's uh, pointed out uh, he's in his high priestly prayer for the church, Jesus prayed, sanctify them by thy truth, thy word is truth. And so that's the source even of spiritual food and nourishment for the Christian is God's word. And you wouldn't think of missing too many meals of physical food. And yet so many Christians neglect the Bible. And, and even though that's our most important resource for truth, many Christians have never read through the whole thing. And so maybe this is an encouragement to some of our listeners that it is the source of, of where we find out our Savior, Jesus Christ. And, and maybe for those who uh, are not readers, that uh, there are so many other avenues to uh, use the Bible these days and on their cell phones and uh, CDs and DVDs with uh, visualized uh, uh, portions of the Scripture. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, you know, I think there's reason for concern that we live in an increasingly biblically illiterate world. Uh, we live in a society and a culture that's losing its knowledge and awareness of the Bible. And I think, uh, just from a pure, from an educator's standpoint, uh, I think that's a that's a matter of concern. Uh, I don't know how one gains a full, rich appreciation of 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 Western arts and culture without an awareness of scripture think of the great musical compositions uh, just this holiday season how many times have we heard uh, bits and pieces maybe the entire oratory of Handel's Messiah right uh, but think of the great works of the visual arts whether it be the works of of Michelangelo or any number uh, the great works of, of literature that draw richly on the scripture and so again to be a a learned person in a Western society, I think you have to have some knowledge of the Bible, and, and that in itself should concern us as we become increasingly illiterate 
in biblical matters. But let me just say, it's not just the unchurched world that is increasingly biblically illiterate. Right. I think it's a concern of the church itself and, and church families and church members. Uh, they too, I think, are inf afflicted with this illiteracy of things biblical. And that, I think, should especially concern us because for those of us uh, who accept the teachings of Jesus Christ, there's so much more to the Bible than simply learning about literature and arts and music. It's, it's about uh, understanding the mind and the will uh, of God as, as it's expressed in his word. Right, and the disciples said, to who else should we turn? You have the words of eternal life. And so uh, Jesus declared, if we believe in him, we'll have eternal life. And he is the living word, as he describes, as the Bible describes Jesus, as the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we're going to talk more about how the Bible uh, influenced the early colonies in America uh, in our next edition of the Lion's Den University Report. We invite our listeners to go to our website where we carry about two years of interviews with professors and administrators, students, uh, graduate and undergraduate, uh, coaches and athletes, and uh, internationals and uh, campus ministers, some uh, guest speakers who influence our campuses, such as uh, Ravi Zacharias and uh, more recently Dr. Frank Turek, who wrote the book I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist, uh, has been on our program. You might find some of those uh, interviews uh, interesting and beneficial, and also how to contact our program and, and perhaps be involved as one of our core financial supporters. There's ways to do that on the uh, internet. Our website is thelionsdenuniversityreport.org. All uh, lowercase, uh, one word, thelionsdenuniversityreport.org. We invite you to uh, join us again next week at this same time, and we'll continue our discussion with Dr. Daniel Dreisbach here at American University. And again, Daniel, thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure. You have been listening to the Lion's Den University Report. If you would like more information about the Christian life or would like to contact the Lion's Den or one of the guests, please write us at the Lion's Den, Post Office Box 226, Mifflinburg, Pennsylvania, 17844 or email ltcldur at yahoo.com.